Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And on this extra episode for the week, because we slacked off. <laughs> slacked off. No, you were sick, so we explained the last episode. Um, For all our listeners that are parents, uh, or also into the paranormal, uh, this episode's for you. Yeah, because yeah. we are talking kids in the paranormal. Or children. Children, yeah. Like children in the yeah. It's more like kids, yeah. I guess, like older kids, even though, like, I've encountered stuff young. Um, yeah, so I've experienced stuff my entire childhood, and I think a lot of people that have abilities and a lot of people that are involved in the paranormal, they always have a story. Majority of them, not all of them, but majority of them have a story that starts from their childhood of them experiencing the paranormal. And also, we'll talk about our own little turd. A little turd? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and his, let's say, experience of the paranormal. But his situation is unique, um, as it would be to all parents um, who have a child who is potentially psychic. Yeah. Yeah. So he, like, like I was his age when I started having, like, abilities and encounters and stuff like that. And he definitely is following the same route. So, um it's kind of cool, though, because at least, like, my parents growing up weren't really, even though my mom had abilities and saw stuff when she was a kid, she wasn't, supportive's not the word, but, like, wasn't, uh, she kind of just didn't want to deal with it, if that's the, the best way to say it. She didn't want herself to be scared. She didn't want me to be scared. So she just kind of passed it off. And that, you know, like, had me struggle um, a lot when I was a kid with seeing stuff. And, you know, obviously it made me feel a little bit crazy because, you know, I didn't feel like she believed me. And then when you're scared and your, you know, mom or dad says, oh, it's nothing, go back. And you have to go back and face it. I think, too, that's why sometimes darker entities tend to linger around kids is because, uh, I mean. Well, and also a few encounter stories that we've. Yes. Yeah, so we had some. um encounter stories we're going to share some of ours and then some um, people we know and then some people that uh you know just are out there on forums talking about their experiences but first mm -hmm. the big question though people ask mm -hmm. why do kids have a, a stronger chance of seeing spirits versus adults mm -hmm. um and i have a perfect answer for it and it's a little scientific but it's also a little theoretical at the same time um, children, this is the theoretical part, mm -hmm. right? Children, uh, are just born, right? Mm -hmm. They come from the womb, they come in existence, right? They're fresh souls, as you mm -hmm. would say. They're new to the world and they still have that attachment to the other side where they just came from, mm -hmm. right? As so do elderly people that are very close to death. Mm -hmm. You ask a lot of elderly people, which probably be a future episode. Yeah, that would be kind of an interesting. Elderly in the paranormal, or yeah. those close to death, essentially. Close uh, to death, oh my God. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, uh, and senior citizen homes, a place like that, people have talked about uh, elderly people saying they're seeing spirits and stuff, or seeing mm -hmm. their loved ones. And most of the people chalk it up to, oh, they have dementia, or they're, just, they're, they're old, their mind's going, or blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. You know, all these other excuses. But in reality, they might be just seeing actual people because they're nearing their end. Mm -hmm. So... Those closest to, let's say, the door are, are easiest to, but 
have the easiest chance of seeing Mm -hmm. what is there, i.e. children and older people. Yeah. Now, the scientific uh, thing behind it is our pineal gland, right? Mm -hmm. We also consider the third eye, essentially, Mm -hmm. in your brain, calcifies over time. Mm -hmm. Children, perfectly normal. But as you get older, it calcifies over time. And that basically cutting you off to the paranormal world for having any ability to see them, hear, the, uh, excuse me, hear them, or uh, even in, in, sorry, communicate. Yeah. Now psychics like yourself mm-hmm. have resistance to that. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I could see. Or it doesn't say you matter. At least that's what my my theory is. That doesn't say you matter. That um, whether your pineal gland is classified, calcified or not, mm-hmm. somehow you're able to reach outside of it. But that's conversation for another day Interesting. but no those are the two at least one theorized one one side. now a lot of people have always said that you know oh because kids are close to the from they just got to the world yeah. they still detach from the side that's why you'll see spirit and stuff like that well here is so i read an article um that actually kind of talks about that it's on the everymom.com and basically they were asking moms about like paranormal situations that their kids have encountered um, and they actually had some insight on there that I thought was super, super good. Uh, one intuitive healer asked in the article, her name is Dr. Kim Pirano, and she said, kids are more susceptible to ghost sightings because they have a much greater sense of awareness than most adults. This leaves um, them subject to picking up on energies and events that go unnoticed by most. We tend to have a belief that because our kids can't c- always communicate, you know, their thoughts out loud, that they are unaware or unconscious of what's going on around them. This is anything but the case. Um, and another point that was mentioned by a mom sharing a story um, said that she truly believes that her son or younger kids experience the paranormal because they're so innocent and they're so pure of light that spirits are automatically attracted to that. And so are dark ones as well. Because not all encounters with kids are dark. There's a lot of dark stuff that kind of like pokes um, at kids for whatever reason. I guess because of that, because they're so like light and innocent and um, maybe, I don't know, maybe darker spirits know they don't know that much of the world. You know what I mean? Yet. Um, and they're new to the world. So I'll do a dark spirit that wants to possess. Yeah. Um, that's a fresh young body for them to take young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you think about every movie that's ever mm-hmm. made is always a young girl who gets possessed. Yeah. But famously, the famous exorcism case, uh, that the exorcism was based on mm-hmm. was actually a boy. Yeah. He was 13, 14, I think. No, he's yeah. younger than that. He was a 10, I can't remember. He wasn't a teenager. He was like 11 or 12. Yeah. But um, that was the exorcism case uh, that the movie was based off of. Um, but younger people are always the ones that first to get possessed in things like that because they're naive and they probably have the connection to your side and they do, you know. And I think they don't have, I think, too, they don't have the ability. Well, depending on the kid and how old they are, they don't have the ability to. They don't have the ability kind of like um, they're more susceptible to talk to something. You know what I mean? Than an adult. An adult would be like, what the, or what the heck? Sorry, I'll edit that out. (laughs) What the heck? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? I'm not talking to that. But a kid is kind of like open to talking to different things. You know what I mean? Because essentially, like, they're innocent. They don't know. 
you know? I mean, some of them know, like, bad feelings and stuff like that, so they won't talk. But for the most part, a lot of the movies that you see, like, with possessions and dark stuff, you see them kind of, like, talk to the things first, you know? And I even know from my own experience, like, for a long time, I was talking to the stuff, and some of the stuff was dark. It wasn't light, you know what I mean? Now, does it mean every single house is haunted not it means that your children are going to go oh my god no don't you know panic that your children yeah. are gonna also see spirits it like your house is not if it's haunted it's haunted regardless you know but like and your kids are most likely going to see what's there but not every single house and not every single place is haunted and every single spirit's going to come talk to your kids yeah i'm just saying there's a chance that your kids are seeing something that isn't there that you can't see and maybe in a relative that passed away that won't yeah. look in and stuff like exactly. that exactly um Funny enough, didn't your grandfather come check, uh, come visit you? Yeah. So it's crazy because when I look back at some of the things, like the memories that I have, I'm kind of like, whoa. Because like I've had um, a couple different relatives, whether in dreams or in real like real life, come to me. And I didn't really notice it until I kind of like look back and like, hey, that's not normal. Like that, that person died. I remember specifically... Um, a little bit of an encounter story. Um, I had a sister. She could talk, but she was still kind of like in that play yard thing or whatever they call it, playpen. It's not playpen. That sounds like something for a goat. A pig um, pen or a pen is for farm animals. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> a playpen is what you're talking okay. about for kids. Yes. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so that. Uh, she was in that and I heard her talking in the room and she was by herself because she had just gotten up for a nap. And I went in there and I was like, hey, bike by chance who are you who are you talking to and um and you'll notice with these stories that's the worst thing i do is ask the kids what are you doing what are you talking to because in almost every single story that i do that with it's not a nice answer it's not a cool answer mm-hmm. so uh yeah but i asked her like oh who are you talking to and she was like oh grandpa and our grandpa uh died before like, we were even born. Like, he, I mean, I was born in 94, and he died in, like, the 80s. Mm. So, like, I never even met him. He was nowhere in my life growing up, and definitely not in hers because she was younger. So I was, like, I just kind of, like, got her out of the crib and, like, kind of, like, just scooted back, like, all right. Um, But, yeah, so... And that's the thing is, like, it's not always dark. Like we said, sometimes it's uh, deceased relatives and stuff like that. But I'm going to actually share with you guys now some stories that um, we actually came in contact with some people. Uh, There's, like, a big forum on Reddit about paranormal encounters as a kid. And some of this stuff is is intense. So I reached out to a couple different people and asked if we could use their stories on here. And they were like, yeah, go for it. Cool beans. So... Here are some of their stories. Okay, so this story was from a user Crafty Concept 6956. And this was his experience as a kid. He was about eight years old, and it was basically the, an entity of some sort acting like someone they knew. All right, so I was eight years old. This was my first paranormal experience and still freaks me out to this day. My best friend had a wealthy grandmother in don't kill me, Essex. 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 Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Essex. Sorry. My reading sucks. 
Anyways, England. She had a three-story Victorian home, which I often stayed at. There was one time that I stayed there after school. It was around 5 p.m., and we were there alone waiting for her mom to pick us up. We were bored in the house, and so we decided to have a look in the third floor cupboards. There were lots of random empty diaries and notebooks, and we took them to the treehouse that was at the end of the garden and played with them by writing rubbish in them and pretending to be bookkeepers, shopkeepers, etc. The treehouse was like a five-minute walk away from the back entrance, and the backyard was huge. As we were playing in the little treehouse, we both heard her mom's voice coming from the house saying, Girls, girls, it's time to go. Come on and let me in. We didn't expect her at least for another hour, so this confused us both. We reluctantly walked through the backyard and into the house. We kept hearing, girls, girls, let me in, it's time to go home. There was also a loud banging on the front door. We were cautious and looked through the front window before we went to answer the door, and we noticed that her mom's car was not in sight, and we couldn't see who was behind the door banging. We both freaked out and ran to hide. We both freaked out and ran upstairs in the third-story wardrobe. The banging stopped for after about five minutes, but we both stayed up there for a good half hour until my friend's brother came home and opened the front door himself. The entity at the time had taken the voice of my friend's mom and was asking to let it in, and we almost did. Jeez. Dun, dun, dun. I remember there was a TikTok video, and it freaked me out, about how this girl saw her mom in the in the front yard um, in her car. and. She was like, okay, that's strange. So why isn't she coming in? Like, it's been like 15 minutes. Why isn't she coming in? So she texted her mom and her mom was like, what are you talking about? I'm at the store. And she goes, no, you waved at me. You were right there in the driveway in your car. You waved at me. And she goes, no, I'm at the grocery store. And she's like, you can hear the sounds like I'm at the grocery store. And the girl, like, completely freaked out. I totally forgot, like, the name, who it was from, the creator. It was just apparently on my For You page because, you know, those videos. Well, when you're looking at spooky stuff, you start seeing it on your For You page a lot. Yeah. Okay, so this next story kind of goes not so much. It's still in the paranormal realm, but this person doesn't know what it is, like, what he encountered. Um. So this is from user 703mozo, and this is his story. Uh, Pure light beings, demons, alien spirits, what could have been will always be my question. What I saw for the longest time from the ages of 8 to 12, I had this paranormal activity happen to me, and it would always be around the same time. Same kind of light, the same voices, the same damn feeling. So one time I woke up and there was a light and unfortunately it wasn't a good experience. So real quick before I go in further. So his story is it wasn't so much an entity. It was like just a light that would appear. But the feeling behind the light would freak him out. Um, <clears throat> okay, so unfortunately it wasn't a good experience. It may have been part sleep paralysis. Um. So let me get started on how I felt when this would happen or when it first happened. Don't know exactly what time, but I just know it was definitely the middle of the night. I shared a room with my brother at the time, but I woke up in the middle of the night. I looked to the left and there was just this light, like a flashlight, but super bright that lit up my brother's face. And what I saw was a light, but everything around it was dark. I lifted my legs up 
I was laying in bed and was facing my sibling's bed to the left and right was facing the wall. And I made a noise and it looked and it and it looked, turned and was just facing me. I was doing this squint close to pretend to be asleep face. I felt fear, heat, and sweat. There was even one point where I felt a cut on my cheek that looked like a half moon at one point, but every time this happened, which it happened a lot, the feeling of fear involved would make me unable to move, just like sleep paralysis. I would try to fight it sometimes and end up breaking free, which then made it able for me to move. I would try to move slowly to face the wall, but sometimes I could see the light on the wall. But I was uncomfortable enough but I was comfortable enough to keep my eyes open and comfortable enough to try and go back to sleep. There was one time where I heard a voice talking to another voice and mentioned the world word kill. I was unable to remember or understand anything more. I just remember the the word being echoed kill. I remember one time I felt the entire bed shake and before I forget, I did tell my parents once about this, but they told me they would always check in on me not to worry. I don't know how they would constantly check on on me, though, to think about it, because I'd always wake up and experience this phenomenon but never see them. There was one night when it sounded like an altercation was taking place with the entity. It started out as the creaking noise of the door opening, and seconds later it sounded like somebody slammed against my bed. I felt the entire bed move. I would always just see the light and always had a negative energy, heat, and weird physical feelings. There was one time, though, I did feel like a face formed and was definitely one of the scarier moments of feeling this entity. But the light was the most significant thing about this. Hmm. Isn't that weird, though? Because you would think light, but the way he described it, he he basically said the light gave him a bad, bad feeling. (laughs) That would almost give him sleep paralysis. And it doesn't help when your parents, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Yeah, I would like to put an end to the horror movie trope of the horror movie parents. <laughs> you know, oh, it's all in your head. Oh, you're imagining things. Blah, blah, blah. That's the thing, I guess, a, a point, uh, <clears throat> I guess, before you go on to the next part, that I would like to get across um, yeah. is when when do you differentiate your kids, I don't know, playing pretend <clears throat> or having imaginary. By the way, the whole imaginary friend thing, when you think about it in reality, it's a little crazy. Yeah. Right? If that's a more scarier thought than the fact that your kid's actually talking to a dead person. Yeah. Having an imaginary friend. I had an imaginary friend to your kid. Are you also, I'm not saying every kid who has an imaginary friend, it's just, that's a weird concept. But see, that's, that's the thing that makes me go back. Because, like, I would technically have imaginary friends, but now that I go back, because as a kid I was thinking, oh, it's an imaginary friend. You know, it's just my friend Joe or whatever. He lives in the building. But when I go back and think about it, that was not an imaginary friend. That was somebody, you know? And I think sometimes, and I think a lot of it is fear. A lot of, like, the paranormal sometimes is looked at because it's so unknown that it's fear. And especially when your kids, because obviously a, a parent's job is to protect their kids and keep them safe. And when you can't see what's happening, you know what I mean? Like, my mom, I think that was part of, like, she understood the fact that I had abilities because she had abilities, but she was scared of her own abilities. So when I would come to her and I would be like, mom, there's somebody in my room. Mom, I'm seeing this man in my room. Mom, there's a hat man in my room. Mom, there's a girl with bludgeon head in my room. Like, what do I do? She would just constantly tell me, go back to sleep. It's nothing. You probably saw a commercial because it was in the 90s. You probably, early 2000s. You probably saw a commercial for, like, Scream or a horror movie of some sort, something, 
right? And that's what she would always blame it. And I would be, and that walk, I don't know anybody that has experienced things as a kid. They go to their parents' bedroom and they go, hey, I'm scared. I don't want to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, it's, the, it's the after effect cough. Nah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the walk back from your parents' bedroom, terrified, and going back in the bed and trying to go to sleep is the worst feeling. The absolute worst. And I felt I had to feel that feeling from the time I was like, what, like four all the way, even sometimes as a teenager. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I would go into my mom's bedroom and I'd be like, Ma, like, I don't I don't feel right in my room. Something's wrong. I see the freaking uh, closet door rattling. There's something here. Can we not? And like, that actually caused me to suppress a lot of my abilities. And not every kid that sees paranormal stuff has abilities, but I notice a lot of times people with abilities currently, you know, a lot of their problems with accepting their abilities came from childhood and experiencing it and being told it was nothing. Don't, it's nothing. Don't pay attention to it. Because I feel like a lot of the dark entities make their way that way into like, you know, like messing with a kid. That's a a perfect uh, reasoning example. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, as adults, we're told to always rationalize anything we do with fear, right? Mm-hmm. Find the alternative to what you might think. Like, oh, that, that rattling sound, that's not something a creature behind a trash can. Look at a raccoon, right? Mm-hmm. So your mind always goes to first a logical, rational answer to anything you experience. Mm-hmm. The plate flying across the room. Oh, the wind picked it up, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a point where you start ignoring stuff to extremities. That you're just lying to yourself after that. Now, yeah. back to what I was saying is that how do you differentiate your child's imagination versus, say, an actual haunting, right? Mm-hmm. If your house is haunted, right? Mm-hmm. You've been told stories. You've heard things in the past. You even asked a realtor and eventually when you first bought the home, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we heard so, so forth, but then really, really, yeah. Yeah. And your child starts seeing things because their mind is not ruled by logic and rationality to a point where they start ignoring everything around them. That might be somewhat out of the ordinary. So when they say there's a man standing in their room, blah, 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 uh, take him out their word for it. Otherwise, the longer it goes on, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. Um, is what we've, of course, seen. Yeah. But um, but if your house is never haunted and your child keeps saying they've seen things, mm-hmm. then your child might have abilities. Yeah. Um, which I don't know who the hell you go to to find out or not. Yeah. Well, there's this show and I watched a little bit of it when I was researching this called Psychic Kids. And it basically was a show, I think the early two, like teens in the 2000s. Um, but basically they took kids that had abilities and kind of like they took seasoned psychics to kind of help. I think that Chip Crumley psychic guy was part of it i'm not sure there was anyways but the specific part that i watched the dad was having a very hard time and the girl you could see like the fact that her dad didn't believe her but she was like talented she knew like the energy in the room and stuff like that it's rough it's really rough but going on to the uh next story is actually a story my grandmother told me so 
Um, for those of you that have listened to the podcast frequently know that, uh, uh, you know, of course, my mom has abilities, but my grandmother, apparently the abilities were passed down to the maternal side of my family. And my grandma has some stories that are so bizarre and so creepy. Like, I'm like, why don't you write a book? Like, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. And like, yeah. And okay. This is one that she told me and it's still to this day when she tells me, it gives me the chills. So, okay, um, this was about the family that lived above them. Um, so my, okay, so my grandmother, um, grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I would say it was, she was born in 36, so it was, like, late, mid-40s. Um. Hey there, fellas, what's going on? Wanna play some stickball? Oh my gosh, and she lived in this huge, uh, high-rise building. Um, her siblings and her would constantly hear this rocking chair being rocked from above the floor, um, kind of like walking around and then the slamming of the rocking chair. Uh, this would always alarm my grandmother's mother because nobody for the longest time lived in the apartment. The family before left abruptly because they would hear weird things in the apartment and every night, this is the part that, oh my God, as a mother scares the crap out of me. Um, every night, the woman would put the baby in the crib, leave the baby. The next morning, the baby would be under the crib, laying down. And the baby was too young to, like, get out of the crib. But my grandma said she specifically remembers them laying in bed and hearing, like, the creaking of the floor upstairs. And the the rocking chair like hitting hard on the floor because they just left everything. They didn't even take anything. They just left it. Like they took their valuables and left because it was just too much. Mm. But yeah. yeah, she's told that she told me that story so many times, and I'm like, I don't know what I would do because that thinks about because there was one time where I would have to say this was the most intense craziest most horrible paranormal encounter i've ever experienced and it was when killian was really 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 young i mean he couldn't even move yet like he was just like one of the <clears throat> like toddler or not toddlers because he was um and he was laying on the bed and I remember I had, I literally put pillows all around him. I put pillows like on the bed. I put pillows on the floor. I put pillows everywhere. And I remember I had, um, and this is before, like, I, I mean, I had abilities, but I didn't like fully embrace them. I just kind of let them be. So like things were kind of coming in and out. I didn't have the protection or the knowledge that I have now. Yeah, I don't have my ability. Either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was in the room and I stepped out to tell Isaac like I was going to go to bed or something like that. And I, and I felt like, hey, turn around, turn around, right? Like somebody tell me. And I turned around and I kid you not, I saw Killian lift up and f fly forward and there was nobody there. Like I literally saw him move. And I remember I couldn't even like run and there was no explanation, no explanation. Like, he wasn't old enough to even move. Like, moms that have, like, newborn newborns or dads even that have newborns or anybody around babies know when they're at that stage where they just kind of, like, move what? side to side, but they don't move. Like, you could put them somewhere and they don't move. You know what I mean? Mm. 
And so I remember that I think that was also one of the moments where I was like, you know what? I need to start something, something. That's all I could say is like something was there. Funny thing is. And um, violent. Like it was not. I think in reality, by the way, uh-huh. you saw that in your mind. You didn't see it real. You know why? Why? Because I remember the situation differently. Uh-huh. I remember me and you talking in the uh-huh. hallway about something, uh-huh. hearing a th- uh-huh. and then Killian start crying. Yeah. We rush in there and he's on the floor on the left. Right side of on the, the bed. Pillow, on the pillow. On the pillow. On the crying. You were freaking out, going, I left him in the middle. I left him in the middle. What's going on? Right. Yeah. And then you would say, Did something pull him off the bed? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You saw in your mind that actual reality. You saw in your mind what happened. Yeah. Do someone else's eyes? I don't know. But that's how I remember it. Because I remember hearing a few talk in the hallway. Because we literally were in the room with them. We walk in the hallway. We were talking about something. And they hear that happen. And we're like, he was literally in the middle of the bed. There's no way he'd roll off the bed. and, and... Yeah. It, I mean, it, I, like, I can't even tell you how I was hyperventilating. Like, it was, it was not, it was not, that was something. And, and, like, I've dealt with, like, I've seen demonic stuff. I've seen, but that, that was the worst that was the worst, I would have to say. And I don't even I don't even like talking about it because it angers me so much because I know there's people out there that don't have abilities that something like that could happen to. Like this woman who put her kid in the crib and it ended up underneath the crib. What what? Yeah, when you said the crib thing, you know that reminds me of huh. that video of the baby uh cam footage of uh that kid or like a baby mm-hmm. standing up. On the edge of the edge of the crib. Oh my screaming, god! Like screaming, bah, bah, and then like falling back into the bed and like like crying back as a normal baby and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! All I gotta say this. Okay, this is all I gotta say. That that's all I gotta say. Look at that video. Any, if you find it. <laughs> any entity, like I don't really talk a big game, but any entity that would do that to my child, seen or unseen, you're gonna have. You're going to have problems. I don't know what I... Mm, no. Now, see, now that I'm aware, and that's why I express to people so much that it's so... Because, you know, there's people out there that are so scared to do their abilities because of what they're going to see. But how I explain it, because we have some people that sometimes message us in and are like, hey, I think I might have abilities. This is why sometimes going into your abilities is so, so important. Because if I would have been in tune to my abilities... That would have never happened. I would have been mine at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so important because when you get when you go into your abilities, because you think it's going to be the opposite. You're going to see everything. You're not going to have control. Everything's just going to be barreling towards you. That's not the case. I have more control over what enters my energy, what messes with my energy, what is in my house. Like my house is so protected, I could put on any kind of ghost app, and there's nothing. Unless I let it in. And that is where I express to people so much that that's why it's important. If you do have abilities and you think you have abilities and it's like you kind of want to do it, do it. Because, yeah, at first it might be scary, like dipping your toes in the water. But eventually you will gain control and you will be able to basically cut the bullshit with these 
darker entities that bully. That's what they do. They bully. And so, yeah, that's my rant. <laughs> so if you have ability, <clears throat> if you have abilities, go for it. Segway. Speaking <laughs> of abilities and children. Yeah. Um, We necessarily don't have to worry, to the most part, about killing as much as we did when he was little. <laughs> Why? Because that kid can push things back. Exactly. Um, I know we've talked about my ability essentially to pull energy mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You tend to push. And yeah. it seems our ability, well, at least one so far, has passed on to our children. Mm-hmm. Or, or our child. We probably have more kids later on, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> um, blah, blah. <laughs> but, no, Killian has ability to push stuff mm-hmm. back. Um, funny enough... I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if I remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I had a dream, mm-hmm. say a month ago now, mm-hmm. um, and it was weird. It's like, I don't know if it was like a vision or a dream or whatever, but it, it, it happened to me when I woke up and I was trying to go back to sleep. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like I had like a deal, like, oh, I wonder what Killian's ability, I don't know why that came in my head. I wonder what Killian's ability is going to be like when he's older. And all of a sudden I fell into a dream, like I said, or a vision. Of me and Killian running uh, through the woods chasing someone who was possessed. Mm-hmm. Like the possessed person was running from us. Mm-hmm. And um, he had to be at least 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And he was taller than me by a lot. Like maybe he was like 6'2", 6'3", right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but very lanky. Yeah. Uh, Which makes sense. He's really <laughs> tall now. Yeah. Um, and we were chasing this person through the woods who was possessed. And they we, we finally caught up to him. And I looked at Killian and I remember telling him. Do it right. And I see Killian put both his hands out and push out energy enough for you to see almost the rippled waves of it in the air, and it hit this person, and literally they fall back and hit the ground, and they had that look of like like immense stress on their face, like they were being hit by something so strong they couldn't move. Yeah, like you could see it literally in their face, like just the energy is pushing them and pinning to the ground. While Killian's doing that, I do my pull thing, and we get it out. Mm-hmm. But is that a dream or a vision? Who knows? Yeah. But Killian, as of right now, has been pushed up back. Now, we've seen him do that. We've saw, yeah. seen him walk up to something we can't see and go, no, no. And like, his hands are up, and he he's pushing something back. Yeah. yeah. No, I've actually had recently, um, because for those of you that don't know, Killian actually had a speech delay for the longest time. Now he's actually talking, but before he had a, like, he wouldn't, he just wouldn't speak. and um. He's five, almost six. So around like five is when he started really talking, like the end of four into five. And recently I heard him, uh, you know, like there's nothing there. I mean, I have to tune in to kind of feel anything. But anyways, he goes, hey, hey, you, I need you to leave my mom alone. And I was like, "Okay, what? And I started feeling something. And he goes, no, you can't be here. You need to leave. And sure enough, there was something there, and it was it wasn't like super dark, but it was just like a like I don't know how to like a boss spirit as I call it. Like it's not someone that wants to cross or anything. It's just kind of like one of those that kind of like antagonize people. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, but yeah. So if your kid, you know, like tells you, look into it because you never know. Um, you never know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got an image of us, like, getting, like, a lot of messages and stuff like that. I think my kid might be psychic. 
you never know. Like, you know. Um, but another story. So this is actually <laughs> a story um I experienced that I thought was super creepy. Um and for whatever reason, I don't know, I have a weird thing with like kids, like apparently, like I said, of asking, hey, what's going on? And and not being like a good answer. Um, so there was this woman that my mom was friends with when we lived in San Antonio, uh, Texas. And she had so I have a younger sister at the time that was thirteen and another Sorry, that was a burp slash oh and then another um and then she had a sister okay sorry go back that threw me off okay so i have a sister that was 13 at the time and then a sister that was five and the woman had a daughter that was 13 and a um or she may have been 12 and a daughter that was five so they kind of played with my siblings anyways my bedroom was right next to my sister's and I come out of the bedroom and I'm like, and I see this little girl, the five-year-old girl, looking underneath the bed and just staring, just straight staring. And I kind of am like, okay, because no one else is with her. She's just in there by herself. And I'm like, um, and I said her name and I was like, are you, are you okay? Like, are you, are you okay? And she goes, oh, no. And I was like, okay, why? And she's like, there's a Waha face. There's a there's a Waha face. And I was like, where? And she was like, under the bed, big Waha face. Right. And then I said, oh, okay, let's just go. And so I ushered her out and I closed the door and I go over to her sister. You know, so she's like 12. I said, hey, um, we're just going to give her the name Annie. Hey, Annie, uh, what's a Waha face? And she turned to me and she looked really serious. She goes, why? And I said, because your sister just told me there's a Waha face under my sister's bed. And she goes, oh, my God. She goes, um, that's what my sister calls the girl from the ring. She says she has a Waha face. needless to say i made sure that door was shut i was like oh hell no so yeah and i have another story too where i was babysitting and needless to say this this itself could have probably been a movie but so the same house that this occurred in the waha face i babysat a bunch of kids in the neighborhood it was like when i was 14 15 so i babysit um, this was before the Waha face, so. Um, and I was babysitting this boy and this girl. I think the girl was like nine and the boy was like seven. And their parents were dentists. So anytime they'd have like special functions or like date nights, I would watch these kids. Okay. So the first night I go over there, parents are pretty strict. So it was like board game, uh, movie, and then dinner and then sleep. Like they were very strict about their routine. So I remember I was helping get them ready for bed. And the boy goes, oh, if you if you hear a lady, don't worry about it. My parents just say to ignore it. And I'm like, lady? What do you mean lady? And he goes, oh, she lives in the house. Just, just don't worry about it. My my parents, you know, they just say, go back to sleep. It's not a big deal. She she walks around the house a lot. So just, just ignore her. And so I'm like, 
And I'm like, really? At this point, I'm like suppressing my abilities. Like, I don't want nothing. I see a whole bunch of stuff. I just don't want nothing to do with it. I've been pushing it away. I was like, oh, great, great, right? So, you know, I go tuck them into bed, get them ready, and I go back downstairs, and there's about an hour before their parents come home. And so I'm sitting on the couch, and I hear toys going off. And I hear, like, someone banging on the drum set that they had. And I was like, oh, come on. I just put you in bed. Like, come on. It's my first job babysitting. You're going to give me a hard time. So I run up the stairs and I'm like, hey, I caught you. Right. And I turn around. And because the play area was like an open room, if that makes sense, upstairs. And there's nobody there. There's fallen over toys that I had picked up prior, but nobody there. So I look around, both asleep, and I'm like, what the heck? Put the thing away, go back downstairs, wait, and now I'm just chilling, sitting there. I'm like, okay, okay, there's nothing, 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 okay? And so I hear it again, and I'm like, God, what the heck? And so I sprint up there this time. Like, I go as fast as I can. Again, nobody. And I'm like, what the, what the heck? What the heck? Because the toys are going off, and you have to, like, wind them up. And I hear the boy go, Megan, Megan. And I saw I go in there and I'm like, what is that? Are you hearing that? And he goes, oh, yeah, I told you. That's the lady. That's the lady. She walks around at night. And I'm like, great. And uh, so basically at that point, he asked me to just sit in there till his parents came. Longest 30 minutes of my entire freaking life. And then as soon as... Oh my God, as soon as they came, I sprinted home. Like I did not even look back. But that was not the only place, like that entire neighborhood, because the rumor was that it was built on top of a burial ground. So I don't know, but I mean, man, that place was so scary. Like every kid's house that I freaking babysat at had some kind of strange stuff happen like that. Like it was just strange. There was no rhyme or reason to it. Now, <clears throat> a story from my childhood, Ooh. which I've told enough on the um, uh, ghost stories one, two, three, four. I think we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but one I can't remember if I told or not. Um, now the trailer that we lived on on the ranch, mm-hmm. I've talked about it enough times. Uh, the bedroom that me and my two other brothers shared. Mm-hmm. Um, you had three twin size beds in there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I think back to now is just such a mess. Uh, but you're a teenage boy, so whatever. But the room, if you were to walk in through the door, that's at the end of the hall. It's at the end of the trailer, so the end of it. There's a big window um, at one side of the wall, right? And I granted the, um, say from the floor to the bottom of the seat, window seal, it's probably as an average adult. Mm-hmm. Knee high, I guess. So is that very off the ground? But granted, the trailer's standing up, you know, every how many feet off the ground. Anyway, so yeah, it's not like I'm, we're on the ground. We're pretty high up. Anyway, so if we jump out the window, it's good. It's a good, like, not say story drop, but half a story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's important. Um, so we had the beds arranged. We rearranged a couple of times, but this was one of the times that the beds were arranged at Gabe's bed was against the wall, not against the window. Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes, and this is also before we had major curtains too, uh, light would shine through. Mm-hmm. Sunlight or moonlight would go through the window. Mm-hmm. And I remember because my bed was always up against the back wall that was across from the window. So if I'm laying down 
I can't see directly what's outside the window. I can just see outside of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just see like maybe the top of my dad's shed and uh, like trees and stuff like that. Because apparently we live down in the, the boonies. Yeah. But one of these nights, I heard hoof walking. Ooh. And I had to be middle school. So I'm not middle school. Fourth or fifth grade, I think. What? You get that face. Uh, I forgot about this story, and it coincides with that dream. What dream? Remember I told you the hooves on the roof? Oh, we'll save that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bubble that just appeared. Anyway, okay. um, this is when around the time where Grandpa started getting cows, mm-hmm. right? Um, and is it, that's where I thought it was. It was a cow, right? Coming near the house. Like, they would wander off from my grandparents' place and walk over to ours. Happened every now and then. But this is walking past, like, near next to the house, like, close enough. Like, and then it walked past the window. Now, I never saw what it was. But all I remember is that the moonlight was shooting through and hitting, like, you see, the, like, a spot on the floor where the moonlight's coming through. And it walked past the window and blocked out the moonlight as it passed by. But something then able to do that would have to stand well over nine feet mm. in order to do that. To block it out entirely for a good one, two, about three seconds mm-hmm. as it passed by. Dang. Right at dark, trying to go to sleep, hearing that. What the fuck? As the first talking about it, like, oh, it's Grandpa's cow or something like that. And then passed by nothing. And I, I it went back and I was like, there was another oh time. Coincided with the same thing. This made no sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of these nights that we thought we were deer outside, right? Mm-hmm. That ran towards the window, right? Like pitter patter. But whatever it was, ran around the house faster than any deer alive could ever do. Like, it ran up, ran around the house, came up, ran, and ran away. My mom thought it was just deer, right? But we were like, no, it ran around the house. I and mean, my brothers heard it, too. Dang. Like I said, there's a lot more scary shit about the ranch that I told you about. And more people, like, hear these stories, and they think, it's, it's got it. Like, there's this creepiest place out there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, my father lives there alone okay. in his trailer. Granted, he's not attuned to the paranormal whatsoever. And then my... And uncle living theirs, which is about a hundred yards away from his trailer, um, that they redone is basically a house. Anyway, like the skeletons of a trailer. Uh, but I think they have one kid left who's yet to graduate in high school, and and then my and uncle live funny enough in the same building I lived when I was in my twenties, and then my grandparents' place is empty because they passed away. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of people left on the ranch that even you know we call it. Yeah. Communicate with, or at least yeah. see anything. So, yeah. You know, one of these days we're going to go back there. Yeah. So, and then we're going to do face Instagram live so everybody can see. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's one of my childhood memories of scariness. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, what, what are you talking about? Dream one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, since I've gotten sick, my dreams haven't been, like, very vivid. It's kind of like I literally got a resting period because 
guys know, I get uh, stuff through my dreams. Um, so I had this dream that we were at an at an investigation. Um, so it was an entire team. It was me, Isaac, Mike, and Megan, and we were at like I could see it. Like if I if I saw the house, I would know. It was a trailer, but it was one of the bigger trailers that like um pretty much looked like a house, but it was a trailer. And it was on a piece of land and it was very it gave me the same weird ass vibes as the Spring Branch house that I talk about all the time. But it wasn't the same house. Like I was trying to see am I referring it to the Spring Branch house? But no, it was different. Anyways, so apparently it made its rounds on TikTok. In the dream, this was like the, the synopsis of why we were there. Um, it made its way around TikTok because apparently they were trying to get investigators out there, but investigators would not go out there because, um, you know, psychic mediums were literally warning, do not go to this house. It's really, really bad. Like, they don't even know how to cleanse it because it's so bad. Um, but it was... This is in the dream. Yeah, this was in the dream. This was why we were there. Um, there was, it was a man, a dad, a mom, a, a teenage girl who was 16, a teenage girl who was 13, and two eight-year-old twin boys, right? And we were there, and I remember saying, like, somebody needed to, to stay at this house, like, while we can't leave them alone. I remember saying that. and so. Um, I forgot why, but Isaac, Megan, and Mike, which we would never do this in real life, so I don't know why it was like this in the dream, but basically what had happened, what happened was, um, at night, their power wouldn't work right. Like, they, their cell phone service would go out between the hours of 12 and 4 a.m., and they would hear hooves, and people were saying, like, they're lying and then you had other psychic mediums saying oh my god don't go to this house it's really bad um if you're not like equipped right and everything and so something happened and i don't know what it was in the dream but that isaac mike and megan had to go back to the hotel room and i was like okay well i'll stay with them somebody has to stay with them like we can't and apparently every night somebody different would go into almost a possession but they would hear the hooves first. And so I was, you know, I was staying there. I told Isaac, you know, like, just go do what you have to do. Come back, though. Like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. And I I don't know why I kept saying I had personal connection to this case. Like, it, it's it's personal to me. I need to stay here. I need to, to deal with this. And so and they left and they were in a van i could tell you exactly what the van looked like it was like this grayish whitish color van um and they you know drove off they were going down a dirt road and it was like okay and the mom was like well the least i can do since you're staying here is you know make you a nice home cooked meal so she made a specifically and that's the crazy thing is like in the dream i could smell it i i went through the whole thing and it was country fried steak and I, we all sat down at the dinner table and all of a sudden I start getting this weird feeling and I could tell like everybody's on edge. And all of a sudden I see the dad, his eyes roll in the back of his head. And I'm like, because right before that I asked him, I was like, hey, 
hey, hey, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And his eyes roll in the back of his head and the chair tilts, right? Like completely tilts. <clears throat> and everybody gets up from the from the table and runs into one room. And I'm like left there with this guy, eyes rolled in the back of his head, tilted. And I could see him like start to shake, like start to jerk. And I'm like, hey, 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 you need to come back. You need to come back. Like, hey, stay here. What are you doing? Don't like stay here. Stay in reality. Don't don't go wherever you're going. You know, stay here. I remember he came to and I could hear the hooves and just like it just sounded like just a barrel, like just rolling with stuff in it. Like it was just loud and it was coming from the roof. And um, I I was like, hey, you know, like come back. And he came back and he start and his eyes are bloodshot. And he starts crying and he goes, what did you do? What did you do? Like, he's like really like choked up about it. He's like, I told you, Megan, I told you this wasn't going to work. I told you, I told you, what did you do? Did you try communicating with it? What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? Right. And he falls backwards in the chair, scoots by this hutch. And I could tell you details of the hutch. And he's crying in the corner. He's like, oh, my God, he's going to come for you, Megan. He's going to come for you. He's going to come for you. And I woke up. Yeah, so Megan has dreams like that normally. <laughs> yeah, that's my normal s- stuff. I don't know what that means, but it's kind of ironic that... Because the, the main focal point was um, the... Because apparently in the dream, the dad... Like, it would rotate who would get this weird possession almost possession it was like they weren't fully possessed but they would go and do weird things and i remember like when they i because i remember a slight like glimpse of um you know like them telling mike because normally mike would be the one to kind of like break down the situation like what's going on you know counsel the family figure out what's going on and what he could what our team's best strategy is to go forward and um you know he was doing that they were saying yeah like there was one time where the dad got like almost possessed and he was pacing for like four hours just back and forth down the hall, hitting the wall as he was going past. But he just did that. And we just hid in the room and they apparently barricade the room like it is legit. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I know and I have burned in my head this house, which is crazy because Megan, the other psychic on the team, she has a house. She's a house that she's been dreaming about that is burned in her memory too and we don't know who these people are if they're if they are people but i just thought that was odd that you mentioned hooves around the house because that's what was in the dream well and your dad lives in a trailer yeah well i mean i I don't think it's your dad or anything but like no but that's what i'm saying it's odd that that mentioned again (laughs) so in summary yeah when it comes to kids and the paranormal, it's always best to understand what your kids are saying and how they're saying it um, and to listen yeah. essentially to them. Now, not every child you can deal with is psychic, nor every house you can be that's haunted. So a lot of people have rolled out of the whole entire situation when it comes to uh, that kind of um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. So it all comes with the situation. Is your house haunted or is your child might be psychic? So how how you, you play it, basically just paying attention. And look for content clues and understand it, so like that. Yeah. So this is the best way I can tell anyone. Um, our situation is different, you know, where 
both have psychic abilities. We're both paranormal investigators. We both engulf ourselves in this world. So we have to pay attention to anything our children, our future children, might see or say. Yeah. Because what they're dealing with might actually be something that we can deal with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Granted, we kind of have a, uh, a cheat, in a sense, because we have abilities that can sense whatever's there. So we yeah. can know whether, sure, uh, are they seeing something or they're just you're lying to us, essentially. You know, yeah. Or they're making it up. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah. So I know as a parent, it's already difficult enough yeah. to deal with your children. Now you got to deal with this on top of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. But... Um, I'm pretty sure people, after hearing all these stories, are probably like, the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? Well, I remember, because I told you, one of the first things I said, I thought when we found that you were pregnant is like, yeah. great, now we're going to be one of those parents that get to figure out whether our children are saying they're actually seeing something or they're making it up. And that's not even too, like, when I was pregnant, my abilities, there was no turning it off. No turning it off. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of people that say when they're pregnant, like stuff goes crazy, like paranormal stuff. So, yeah. But uh, next week, we're talking about uh, the Sally House. Yes, the most notorious haunted places for demonic activity, uh, along with, of course, you know your most famous Bobby Mackey's. But if there's a strong contender in the top five, granted, it's going to be the Sally House. So, look forward to that next week. Yeah. Also, we're probably going to start doing some bonus episodes. I know we said it last time, but yeah. we're going to start, you know. Yeah, we have a lot more on. people. Yeah. To... But, yeah, so look forward to that next week. Um, as always, guys, you can uh, find our social media at Hidden in the Shadows, at pod, uh, Hidden in the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Shaw 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media and always listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Um, also, uh, if you have any paranormal situations you'd like to deal with, you can message us on Instagram or at our paranormal, um, investigator page, Shadow Walker Paranormal on Instagram, uh, message us through there or hit the shadows, either one, um, for any paranormal questions you're dealing with, because we can't help. Yep. And funny enough, we're going to start, um. Investigation suit. Yes. I'm excited. It's going to be a good, good, good. Okay. But as always. <laughs> We'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes.